1: All right Prager, here we go again. I will tell the people that we had a moment to chat before we just sat down and we realized that we have not seen each other in person in about 14 or 15 months because it was a few weeks before my first son was born and you said to me, well, why don't I let you tell the people what you said to me right before the child was born? I said I thought
2: I had, in fact, seen your kids. Well, there was But just you haven't, as well, far okay. as I could tell, so you may have so, dreamt that you've seen them. Yes, so it shows you, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, the power of photos.
1: Yeah, I've sent you a lot of pictures. Yes, i sent you and Sue a lot of pictures. From the beginning, exactly. Yeah. And then I couldn't remember if you had seen them either. That uh, is really funny. <laughs> We should ask them. Yeah, we should ask the kids. Well, yes, they're not talking Exactly. Just yet. They're not talking. Well, no, no. I, then I said to you, "Have you? well, do you remember holding them? Because I know- Yeah, just- that would
2: be a giveaway, yeah.
1: And we have no, no recollection I don't. That, that.
2: Yeah, I remember holding photos. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I did see you. I, I had. I truly think this was one of the most memorable nights of my life. I had you and Jordan Peterson over just two weeks or so before my first son was born. And David and I were bas- basically able to ask you two everything about oh, life about and parenthood, and yes. we talked about everything. It was one of the most, yeah, it me, was truly a, it, it was one of the most meaningful it, conversations of my life. That's nice. And we realized, remember what we realized that night about me, you, and Jordan, that we have 14 years separating each of us. I was 46 at the time, Jordan was 60, and you were 74 at the time, which is just sort of interesting that there's the oh, same. Oh, that is
2: fascinating. Yeah,
1: but you said, as I, you know, we were about to have kids, and you said to me something to the effect of, you better enjoy it now
2: yeah, well, I was more specific.
1: Yeah, can but you we'll, clean it up for we'll, me? we we'll, uh, but yes. Yeah. Oh. Look,
2: uh, <laughs> I'm a big, big believer in acknowledging reality. I don't sugarcoat and I don't make worse. And uh, as I was saying to you beforehand, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I might write a column on this. The notion that you can have it all is absurd, and. Th- th- when the feminist movement said to women you could have it all is one of it was one of the indications that it was an immature movement, immature in terms of thought and and and, mm-hmm. and and emotion even. You can have some of everything, you can't have everything. If you want to be a parent, and you did, and Dave did, obviously, that you guys you you wanted to be parents, that means that the 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 happy-go-lucky. Let's do whatever we want, anytime we want. Life is over. It is it's over, over, man. I'm sorry, and 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 it's so uh, so many immature people, young people today, don't want to give that up. They think that will bring them happiness in the long run. It's fun on any given day, but the long run to not have children, to not have the prospect of grandchildren,
1: uh, is such a, an a. a a, a poorer life. Do you think you can have it for moments? Have everything for moments? Yeah, because I will right. tell you one one thought that I'm having a lot lately is that, and I and I don't want to jinx it. I almost don't want to say this out loud. I'm sure there's a Yiddish word right. for it. Yeah, I have the stuff that I want in my life right now. My life is good. My family you're life blessed. is good. You, my home exactly is good. Right. My work is good. My colleagues are good. That's like, right. Uh, I but have but that. it's making me a little nervous. Oh, oh I don't have that. Okay.
2: So you are. This is almost redundant. You, yeah. A neurotic Jew. No, I'm not yeah, a neurotic no, okay, Jew. Okay, fine. If you, I'm think not neurotic. That, Come, okay, I'm not okay, neurotic. No, I, I don't know, have that. I don't, don't think have you that are. thing. Yeah. Oh, oh. If you don't have it, that. Oh no. Yeah, I but, thought you were I, saying you do have no, it. No, no, no.
1: I
0: you're
2: have not, this notion The notion now. that yeah. you're jinxing it
1: yeah. is neurotic. That's neurotic. Okay. Yes. Wow. We found my neuroses.
2: No, you're a pretty because you know me. I'm not a neurotic person. No, that's correct. You are about as healthy a guy as I know. In all seriousness. But the, I never, I, I, I have, quote unquote, it all, uh, in in that sense. Yeah. But I don't have it all because I've given up X, Y, and Z for family, for career, for intimacy, for friends. Uh, you know, do I want to sleep in many Saturdays? Of course I do. But I, but I, I teach at the synagogue that I, uh, that Alan Estrin, Steve Marmon, and I founded uh, in in L.A. Uh, but but it's worth it because I I love that community, so uh, I so long ago made peace with you 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 give up to gain no you know it's so I, it's so funny people say no pain no gain and they always mean it with regard to exercise it's true with everything in life you're learning it now. And by the way, wait till they get to be teenagers. Oh, no. Then you may end up neurotic. Oh, they, they, really? they, they, they may cause it.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because I, I really don't consider myself a neurotic person. and, I've, no, and i And I usually, and I don't, and I don't worry, I generally don't worry about, I worry about the future of the world.
2: Oh, you know, you know I, that's my answer when people say, how are you?
1: Right. For years I've been saying better than my country. So you and I share that. I'm not worried about that much in my day-to-day life basically, especially now I'm not, but I worry about the nature of the world, where the countries heading?
2: That is a legit worry.
1: Is it? How, how do you, you've got a couple of years on me. How do you, where do you, oh, put, where do you ma- put that no, in life? You d- it's just with you all the time, right?
2: It, this one is not a matter of a couple of years on you. This I knew at a very early age. Uh, the most cultured country in the world built Auschwitz the old there's there's this old question how did the people who gave us beethoven and bach give us auschwitz and i i always found it's an interesting question but it's it's somewhat of a non sequitur why does having bach and beethoven inoculate you against being com, becoming evil the the ease with which a civilization can turn morally that's what germany taught and i see that happening in the united states this i always believed was the kindest country i know it has rotten people in it just as rotten countries have kind people in it but as a country when 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 people wanted help after earthquakes they didn't go to they didn't ask for belgium when people uh, used a flag to rebel for liberty like in hong kong they 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 didn't take the swedish flag right but
1: Look what's happening. Do do you think that it maybe is just exactly what was going to happen with the nature of the internet? That because all of us have the world in our pocket all the time and the ability to get information out all the time and fight all the time and see things that we didn't see all the time and see behind the curtain of the lies of the media, just the litany of things that now we all have sort of stuffed in our brains, that the moment that we're at was in some ways inevitable. Because of the internet? Yeah, because there's just so much information there. It feeds the division, the algorithms, all of those things that we were going to get to this weird spot in some ways um, almost. uh,
2: uh, I I, I see the decline in in my beloved country as independent of the internet. Hmm. I I was at Columbia University in the 70s. That's way before the internet. (laughs) I was was taught that uh, America was an imperialist country. I was taught that men and women are basically the same, the, uh, and I, I even wrote about it. I, 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 from in the eighties. the The roots, the, the roots, way, way transcend internet.
1: So you think it was inevitable anyway, because do, of the education I, I system or the institutional say. collapse, but not necessarily because of the internet.
2: Well, at Columbia, there were kids spelling America in on, on, graffiti with a K. Okay, yeah, that's nineteen seventy-two. And I, I remember thinking, are you out of your mind? Do you know what fascism is that you, you, you can, or Nazism? Because that was the German spelling, you know, as right. if we're becoming Nazi Germany.
1: <laughs> so how do you,
2: you it, Reagan explained it. We are always one generation away from losing freedom. Deuteronomy explains it. You know, I, I, I have my series of Bible commentaries. They're right there. Oh, yeah. I'm, right I'm there. very touched, yes. I am touched. Uh, well, this it's is my your life's it's project.
1: It's your studio.
2: Oh, okay. You then know whose so you know who's name's on the building, right? Okay, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of that. It yeah. just okay. shows I'm, I'm not Mr. <laughs> uh, prima Donna. But uh, Deuteronomy says you will talk about these things, that is God's teachings, when you lie down, when you rise up. When you walk by the way, when you go to sleep. In other words, if you don't teach your children good values all the time, it's over. And that's what that's what happened. And I'll tell you who did it. And I knew it when I was a kid. It was the the generation we call the greatest generation. They were they were the greatest generation in many ways, but not as parents. They Their motto, and by the way, I said this in my twenties when I started lecturing. I would look at these people, my parents' generation, and say, You always say you're gonna you give our generation everything you didn't have. The problem is you didn't give us everything you did have, which was love of country, love of God, and uh the the self-control and all those values.
1: So if you saw that when you were 20, so now we're talking, you know, 50 some odd years ago, you must really see it when, you know, so I'm I'm a Gen X guy, so at 47, I'm right now in the thick of what is supposed to be the group of people running the show at this point. And yet we're not, we have an 80 plus year old who's president and another 80 plus year old who, and I'm not an ageist, of course, but the shift has not occurred where we have sort of younger people running things. I also think that is adding now to some of the tension.
2: Oh, I wonder. I, I don't know why exactly, because I remember, and I'm not saying this because I'm old now, uh, but I remember th- the motto, uh, one of the stupid, many stupid mottos of my generation, the baby boomers, never trust anyone over 30. And I was 20 when I first heard it, and I thought, what are you, out of your mind? <laughs> I trust Moses. He's he's three thousand years old. I remember thinking that oh, uh, he's really over thirty. But what what stupid line is that? I don't. Uh, hey, let's say everyone over sixty was removed from all public office in America. Nothing would change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing.
1: I think there's a slim chance we'd get some change on the margins. Maybe you, just just getting rid of some of the the like. Yep. Yeah, so boy. so you'd have young. Yeah. We fools. would just get the, No. You I know. You just don't, have middle aged fools instead no. of old fools. Yeah. Well, look, it's so funny, because you're doing this with me. We're talking about the, the, the ills of the world, but you always have a smile on your face. I see you at my house, you have a smile oh, on your face. Oh, you know And what? you've been talking okay. about happiness forever. But That's so right. It's, it's an interesting dichotomy. You're telling me on one hand, you're worried about the world, and I know you are, it's your yeah. life's work to correct that. And yet, you really, if someone said to me, who's the happiest person you know, it's probably you.
2: Right. Well, you
1: know, and yet uh, there's a whole other series of people that think you're very scary. You're a right-wing maniac or something,
2: right? Yes, like like they know me, or even know what I say. They they got all their material from another left site. (laughs) Right. It's very. You'll find this very touching because you're very close to Jordan. So, uh, uh, so Jordan Peterson, obviously, he was at a a U gala about a, a year and a half ago, and. We had a wonderful dialogue. And I'm, I'm, of course, a big fan of Jordan. And he, to his credit, stayed afterwards to take pictures with people and talk with people. And, and I, I was very impressed with that, because a lot of speakers leave. And I, I do what he does. I stay, I, I hang around. But of course, at a Prager event, I'm going to hang around. OK. Anyway, he walked over to me. I've never told this publicly. I don't think he'd mind. But you're so close to him. It's mind-blowing what you just said. He said, something to this effect, I'm paraphrasing, you know, Dennis, I don't know anybody who was as intense about the big issues as you are, and who was as happy as you are, who was as lighthearted. And I never thought of that, that I'm sort of unique, I, I don't know if I'm unique, but sort of unique in that way. It's A, A, it's my temperament, but B, I cultivated it. I hate being unhappy. I really hate it. Yeah. And uh, I, I am able to compartmentalize. That's why my answer, better than my country, is such an honest answer. If Am, am I, quote unquote, depressed about the state of America? Yes. But am I depressed? No.
1: Right. And a lot of people can't do that. Now that's right. They, can't, do, they, they can't, can't disconnect those things. Well,
2: they, that's right. And they can't compartmentalize. Yeah. If you can't compartmentalize, you cannot be happy. Otherwise, every human being who has had tragedy is doomed. You know how many parents I know who have lost a child? A lot of them have been able, and it's truly to their great credit, to, to walk around with, a, with an essentially happy disposition. And that's the most searing pain a human can have, which you can only now imagine. It's it's be, yeah, it's, it's the
1: understand. ultimate nightmare. We had to take Luke to the hospital out of out of nowhere one night. Something wasn't right. He was a little pale and kind of closing his eyes. We thought something was going on. And I, uh, I maybe I said this once on camera. This is about six months ago. And I we were in the car, and I I spoke to God to whatever extent that I speak to God, and I said, "You could take me right now, like All right, take, just take me just don't take him. him." Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know, that gives me the chills. When I brought my first son home from the hospital, I remember in the, getting out of the car, crossing the street into my house, and thinking, I have never been as unafraid as I am now if a car were to come. All I know is this child will be safe, I'm, I'm okay if I'm hit. You had the same exact thing. Yeah. I'm just echoing what you said.
1: Yeah.
2: If you can't compartmentalize, you, you, can't, uh, you can't achieve happiness. There's too much pain in one's own life or in the, in the life of the society that if, if the, and by the way, compartmentalize is a good term because what sank the Titanic was that the compartments did, in fact, leak one into the next. Yeah. Had they not, it would not have sunk.
1: Is that something that you think, and I actually don't want to do much political stuff with you today, but is that something you think conservative minded people can do better than lefties, yes, liberals, whatever you want to call Yes,
2: because our whole life is in politics. Yeah. If the country were in good shape, I wouldn't talk about politics yeah. five <laughs> minutes a day. Yeah. Uh, I, I am forced to because I want to help save this country. But th- that is their meaning. Revolution is their meaning. That's not our meaning. We, we get meaning from a, a
1: whole bunch of things, even hobbies. Yeah. It's funny because when I had you and Jordan over and that night it was mostly focused on family and whatever. But like, had we talked politics, it would have almost seemed ridiculous. I, I don't, we, the word Trump did not come up. The name DeSantis did not That's come right. up. That's right. And it would have seemed sort of ridiculous. Why would I waste my time with you guys talking about that stuff? Not to say it isn't important, but it is yeah. a, it is a compartment not the, the
2: yes the but whole. it is for the the further the left you go the more making revolution is everything and and therefore and therefore politics is everything and that's a uh, sorry it's very embarrassing when my own phone yeah, who, this rumbles be, you know be, i what could be going it, on here yeah. It's really a riot. Could be the you know what you're going to be, they, by they the way. They need you to do something. No, no, here's the joke. It, it'll be, it'll, you know what it'll say on my phone? Scam Likely. <laughs> I get more calls from Mr. Likely than oh, from my wife.
1: They're trying to get you now. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It could be Sue sending you a picture of my children. Any, anything's possible.
2: A, that is entirely accurate, yes.
1: I think almost every time I have you on camera, I repeat the same story, but I think it's always worth repeating, and we can only do it for a moment if you want. But the time that when I did the Why I Left the Left video and we were just getting to know each other and it was the first time I was on your radio show, I think that afternoon, and I was dealing with a lot of hate and all that stuff and I said to you, and I didn't know you the way I know you now, and I said, Dennis, you know, what do you do about the hate and security and all that stuff? And you said to me, it was just so perfect, you said, Dave, you know, I can't do, this is not a great Dennis Prager impression, but you said, Dave, you know, uh, I've been doing my show from the same studio for 30 years. And I guess one day somebody could be waiting for me outside and hack me with a machete, but when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. <laughs> and I just and, and to me that sums you up. Like that, yeah. that and your smile about that right well, now. Like I by, know- By the way, it's an
2: extremely rational uh, effect. Th- this, this notion that I can protect myself if somebody really wants to, to harm me is absurd. How often do you read, and so-and-so and his three bodyguards were killed. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it, uh, you know, uh, what, for whatever reason, I do elicit a lot of hate, but not the, that, that level, for whatever reason. Uh, I, and I'm not sure why. I'm a pretty effective voice against the left, and, but I'm not complaining, certainly, about that fact. Uh, but I'm, I'm anti-worrying. Worrying truly is worthless. Uh, I I have a whole theory, like I do on almost everything, here's my theory on worrying. If people, people should monitor how often have they worried and the thing they worried about actually occurred. Mm -hmm. You will find what a, a small percentage of time that is. So then you've truly just created misery for yourself for no reason. And if it does happen, did the worrying help?
1: Usually not, I'm gonna guess. Yes, Usually, no, It probably no, made I, it worse well, to some extent.
2: Yes, uh, it, it, it's, you, I'm not saying you don't take precautions and you don't, you know, I, I have earthquake insurance. I had earthquake insurance before the Northridge earthquake.
1: What do you do about a society that you're worried about as someone that doesn't want to worry and doesn't want to be neurotic and wants to right. fight for the things? like? What, what do you do for the average person that's watching this or that does care about politics, yeah. that cares about the stuff so that feels an kind of- I actually yeah.
2: have an answer. Yeah. The only antidote to uh, worry or better to misery over the state of, of the society is to fight. That is the only antidote. Tuning out doesn't work because they'll come to you where you're tuned out. Yeah. You think you're tuning out at a baseball game? Then they're going to put Black Lives Matter on, on, on the pitcher's mound, or, or, or in, the, uh, uh, you know, in the field goal or area. Uh, you know, th- what is it? Touchdown, what is it? End, zone. end zone, in the end zone. Uh, so you can't tune out. It doesn't work. Uh, you have children. You're going to tune out, and then they come home and they hate your guts because you voted Republican? Uh, society's going to catch up with you. The only antidote is to fight.
1: So as you see now the country going in different directions, and, and I, mean that, I mean that sort of philosophically, but also geographically, right? I mean, I lived here. I'm one of a million some odd people that have now left California and moved to Florida. To me, when I come back here, I feel, no, it's, it's great to see you and some of my friends here but I feel no connection with this place. That's anymore. fascinating. And I, and I, and I don't mean this as cold as it's going to sound, but I don't really care about it. Yeah. Meaning why should you. I care uh, about I, it I, if, if they've made okay. their choice? Now I get there's millions of good people here. Eight obviously. million, there are eight
2: million Republicans here. Right. The right. More than, more than, than any than, other yes. state.
1: Right. So, but so what, how do you piece that together in, in terms oh, of a uh, United uh, listen, States? Listen,
2: I, I want you to know, I am periodically praised by strangers Oh, you know, I want you to know, really salute you for staying in California and fighting. I'm not in California. Uh, I'm fighting, but I'm... N- California is lost, yeah. okay? It, it is a given. Uh, a, a, a vicious party runs my state, and, and Oregon, and Washington, and, and Illinois, and, and, and New York. I mean, there, uh, a lot of states. Minnesota... Uh, so, I I am here because there are so many people I love who are here, and I as I mentioned, I created a synagogue which I am very devoted to. Yeah. You you promised me to create me one if I. Uh, I told you I would be I, the founding, founding member if I, you moved I, to Florida. I believe I you. It. It's, I a, it. It. it's not it's not not tempting.
1: I I missed I, you know we we just went through the the high holidays yes, here and I missed going to my the services service. here. Yeah yeah
2: yeah well I I. I the, so i have a very very wonderful life here it's a very odd i wouldn't say cognitive dissonance it's just an odd contradiction so to speak to have a great life in a miserable place <laughs> I, I i acknowledge it you know, newsom just announced i mean that he's he is uh vetoing a bill that would uh, uh, a, allow or creating up signing a bill that would fine any school that banned any book uh, about race or sex. There is no time in the history of the world that schools have not banned certain books. Right. You don't when go to the fifth grade kid, kid, library. Yes, that's right. There was a children's <laughs> section in the library. <laughs> right. That means
1: a, a lot of books were banned. You mean your elementary school didn't have Mein Kampf?
2: I well, my, listen. Here's the irony. Oh. Well, My parents it. probably you, would, if you want to read Mein Kampf, Dennis, read Mein Kampf. <laughs> but we're not, we're not going to give you uh, fellatio books. Right. I mean, right. I mean th- th- this is what, what the, the robbing children of their innocence is that somebody, what, it's, what was the term? I've called their left sick for some time now, and I mean it literally, they, they, p- a pathocracy. It was a good term. I don't yeah. know who came up with it. It's right, not because it's like
1: this pathological thinking that a, then gets institutionalized. Yes, like that. that's
2: right. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, we're, we're going to have five-year-olds with guys dancing in in, in, in women's clothing. <laughs> oh, you, you'll get a kick out of this. Yeah. So, I don't remember the verse, but there is a verse in Deuteronomy. A man shall not wear women's clothing, and a woman shall not wear men's clothing. I I have to remember the numbers. Deuteronomy something something. So there are a lot of Christians who will have. I think it's from John. Uh, John one eight is it? I, 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 does anybody here know that there's a famous one and uh, about God giving His one only Son to, to the world? I love that the
1: biblical scholars asking the lighting guy if he knows what. Oh, John sixteen. Oh, John pretty good.
2: Three sixteen. Yeah. So John three sixteen, New Testament. <laughs> I don't know worked. as well as the it Old worked. Testament. Right, I knew it would work. Yeah, well. Yeah. All right, you're a pro. Uh, I, I rehearsed Nathan on that. One. Yeah, that's good. So the, so, a lot of people have a bumper sticker. Let's say John three sixteen. I I want to have a bumper sticker Deuteronomy this whatever that is, and then people say, what the hell is that? And they'll look it up. Uh, you know, people That'll, don't know that the Bible forbids that, yeah. as an
1: example. Then you'll have a real problem in California. Well, never. no one here is religious, so it would be all right. Be yeah, all
2: right. Well, yeah. They, first of all, you're right. Most people don't know what Deuteronomy is. Yeah. So I, I could put it up there and it wouldn't matter.
1: You know, speaking of the gender thing, you, you'll uh, find this interesting just at, at a philosophical level, I think. I was, a few months ago, uh, we had my sister and her kids over, and she's got three young kids. And their middle son is about six years old, and I'm sitting in the pool with him. And it suddenly struck him that there's no mother at my house. And he said to me, he said to me, J- you have Justin and Luke are here, but th- there's no mommy here. And, and he said, where's the mommy? And I had this really interesting moment because- Yeah, what there's, do there's, you answer? So, so my answer was um, basically I, did, I grabbed a ball or something and I threw it to like change the topic for a second. Because I knew it was not my place to give the answer. Oh. So I, that, I punted that, it for very, now. now but the very, irony, the irony of course, the, well, because the irony is I, he's my nephew. I love him. I have his best interests in mind. But it's not my place as the uncle to, to say when it is for him to learn about such things. Right. right. So I said to my sister as they were leaving, I said, hey, by the way, he asked me this question. You have no, no pressure from me. I'm just saying he asked, and we'll see if it ever comes up again. As far as I know, it hasn't but i really thought i did the right thing there and i suspect the well, way you're nodding at me probably yes. i guess you well I,
2: it was a very noble uh, answer uh, 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 well not a not noble non answer see you 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 are a, a sort of a victim of what the left has done with the whole lgbt thing do you know I only wish I had, it is recorded, somebody who did 20 years of research would find it. At least 15 years ago, I said on a number of occasions, why is there a T with LGB? What does T have to do with LGB? Nothing. And L and G claim, this is how we are. Uh, uh, what is what is? what does gay have to do with trans? And the country is not comfortable with trans, as co- and
1: correctly so. At the very minimum with children.
2: At the put, very minimum- Put aside minimum, how, how yes. someone feels an adult- Well, no, you're 30 years old, and you say, hey, ha- you know, have a nice life, fine. But, but cutting off uh, 18-year-old girl's breasts, it is our form of clitoridectomy. What, what Muslims in some Muslim, many Muslims, but not all in Africa do, where they cut off a girl's clitoris uh, at, I don't know, 12 years old, whatever it is. We, we are no better. I mean, people need to understand. We have devolved in, in the course of a few years to the level of the clitoridectomy.
1: And then they call it affirming care. Which is a, an incredible play on words, right? Totally, it's, it's the least affirming thing. The, you well, ever right.
2: Do. If you're gender affirming, what you say to a six-year-old who says she's a boy? Uh, we want to affirm that you're a girl. That's that's gender. That affirming.
1: would be affirming. Chopping yes. their
0: genitals probably not
1: that affirming. No. Yeah.
0: But that. But. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: Generally speaking, conservative, and again, conservative, as I say it with this wide sense of that word, are not very good at controlling language around this stuff, right? We're always well, playing defense on this, right? They, they to, don't um, say gay and then we're all like, ah! What do we do with that? The, they
2: they own language. I mean, look, you know the the, the viral video with me on Bill Maher. Yes, uh, we Wh- played it many times yes, and, I, and I, you I, deserve I, a lot of credit yeah, for well, it. Well, just for the, 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 the 2% of America that is unaware of it, <laughs> Less than four years ago, I was on his show. He said, "Oh, you know, Trump lies, Trump lies." He said, "Well, it doesn't compare to the left's lies." He goes, "Like what? Like America's systemically racist and men menstruate?" And they gave a big they, laugh. Everybody the, yeah. laughed. Yeah, he laughed. The, the the panel laughed, and the whole audience. And he and he, people have seen it. And he goes, "Dennis, where'd you get that from?" It went from "What the hell are you talking about?" to "Of course, men menstruate." In two years,
1: they are literally—that's how much they own the language. They are literally putting tampons in boys' restrooms. Oh, absolutely, restrooms that's in high correct.
2: School. Yes, this is the generation that's going to have to fight for America, perhaps one day.
1: Do you think there's going to be a lot of? people that are young now that are going to be seriously angry and resentful. Yes, it's already happening. Yeah, that when they're putting their parents into old age homes, they are not going to uh, the Cadillac of old age homes. I mean, they are going to be basically pushing them off the bridge. I mean that somewhat metaphorically, (laughs) but that they are just going to say, wow, you did none of the things that were were, uh, important to protect me. Well, it's
2: already happening where you have a fair number of these poor souls who had their breasts cut off or their male genitals cut off and they're suing yeah. the despicable uh, therapists who see them for an hour and say yeah you yeah, know you're de- you're definitely a boy. Jordan Absolutely. Called, Jordan he-
1: calls them butchers and now he's got the Canadian Board of Psychiatry after him. That's right. To take away well, his
2: Canada the, you know I I have no idea if this is a consolation or not. Canada's worse. When, at, at when Justin Trudeau said to the striking truckers, which is now like ancient history, but yeah. it's a year and a half ago, or two years maybe, uh, that uh, who, who he said, you must take a, uh, get a vaccine or you're fired, yeah. and uh, they said no, that's why they went on strike, and uh, they could not have access to their own money in their own bank accounts. That's scary.
1: Do you think in some respects these guys are overplaying their hand and they may cause- yes. enough of it? Yeah, I, I think
2: right, that's nice. if the, le- and yes, you're right. It's nice because I am not, I do not l- look at life through rose colored glasses. I think the trans issue and, and I think that there is, a f- you know, I'm, I'm thinking of so many things. That's why I'm moving from one to another, but let me be more careful. I, if the left uh, founders, it will be on the trans issue. Uh, uh, Most Americans do not, are not prepared to say men give birth. They know that there is a certain uh, big lie involved there and they're not prepared to go that far. They do not believe that five-year-olds should be taught that you might be a boy or you might be a girl. They do not believe five-year-olds should have drag queen story hours or very sexual uh, books read to them uh, in sixth grade. And the proof I have is that the New York Times is starting to publish a few columns from you know, guest columnists mm-hmm, saying, you know, we, we, we have to understand there's a middle road here. And they just had a piece in the New York Times. Uh, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I'm no right winger and I can't stand the right wing, but you know, we're going too far on the left.
1: But is that their trick? Is that the, the left and the machine's trick of always maintaining power? Meaning they drag us all to the precipice of hell with all of this stuff. And then suddenly, right before we go off the cliff, the New York Times pulls back a tiny bit, but they've already dragged us this far. Another one you could give is right here in this state. They they were about to pass a bill in the California legislature about if you did not affirm your child's gender identity, they were gonna literally let the state take your children away. So Gavin Newsom at the last second vetoed it. Not because he doesn't give in to the woke at, and push the woke in every moment, mm-hmm. but it's their way of suddenly... You,
2: you may be 100% right. So we drag right.
1: you and drag you. That's that. Welcome to the uh, inferno. You, and then at right. the last moment, they give you a little fire retardant uh-huh. or something. So that, you, and No, then, no,
2: that's fair. That may well be. I, uh, so even then putting that argument aside, uh, uh, I do believe that this could be their Achilles heel. The, the problem is the liberal. My, my problem is not the left. The left is the left. As I say almost every day on my radio show, the left votes its values, the right votes its values, liberals do not vote their values. Liberals, my whole, almost my whole extended family is liberal, sweet people, and, and I mean that, and, and they they are convinced the right is their enemy. Pardonnez-mise à gauche. It's a very famous uh, line in French: there are no enemies on the left. That is what the liberal believes. All my enemies are on the right.
1: And we see this consistently. I mean, a guy like Bill Maher, who was in essence mocking you for that. Yeah. And I brought it up to, didn't I? Did I? I think I brought it up to, to Bill when I sat down with him on his podcast about that moment. Yeah. And he, I think he kind of like whisked it off a little bit. That's interesting. Um, but he then, just two weeks ago, was saying that he wishes he wants Gavin Newsom to run for president. And it's like, he's, a li- he's not a crazy leftist lunatic, right? right. You, you would describe him basically Right, right but as Newsom
2: a, is a crazy leftist lunatic. And proof. he wants it. Well, that is proof. That it's, is it's exactly right. right. So
1: you, you're saying, in essence, you're saying the true lefties, they're telling us what they believe and they're doing. Right. It's the waffle people-
2: That's right.
1: That, yeah. But how do we get that? Hey, I was one and here I am. So there is a way to get them.
2: So my view of people like you is this. Whenever someone comes over to me at, at an airport, as a classic example, or obviously after a speech, just want you to know, Dennis, you changed my life. And I, I give them an answer which they may think I'm just being sweet. I swear before God, I mean it literally. I tell them and I say to you, you get at least 50% of the credit because I have been saying these things, and I'm just one example. There are so many, Jordan and others. But I have been saying this for decades, and vast numbers of people, their lives have not changed. (laughs) So obviously you have to get half the credit. if, if, If Dave Rubin personified humanity,
1: We have no troubles. It's kind of funny, I was just thinking, you know, after touring with Jordan for so long and I've done plenty of events with you, I've never seen someone go up to either of you and Jordan and been like, you know, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, I've read all the books. Watch Alexei. No effect. Didn't do anything for me. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Has anyone ever done anything like that? Like, you know, Dennis, this happiness thing? Yes, okay, I have,
2: yes, as it (laughs) happens. So I did an event in Minnesota uh, for my local station oh, God, in Minneapolis. It was, it was
1: Ilhan Omar, wasn't it? She read your book Yeah, and she yeah, said, I write right, you.
2: No, no, th- this is it's, it's related. It's not exactly that. So uh, the event was at a very, very uh, plush cigar lounge. And it was really just for hundred, how many people can you fit in. So about a hundred people. They paid, a, you know, a good money for the station to raise money. And I, I go there and I speak. And people were sitting outside. It was not obviously uh, winter. And so there were young, a lot of you know guys in their 20s sitting out there and, and tr- having a drink or smoking a cigar or both. And a guy looks at me and he goes, Prager? I go, yes. And the way he asked it, I then said, is that good or bad? <laughs> and he said, bad. Ah. And that was basically it. And that was it? And, yes. I mean, it, just it was just happened. hilarious. It was, that's yeah. the closest I've ever gotten to your, uh, you know, I just want you to know I've heard you all these years and you haven't had one, this much effect on me. Yeah, it didn't yeah, really I'm work as, miserable really.
1: as ever. <laughs> that, that also, I think, tells us something a little bit about how people behave, I guess. I guess this is what I was trying to say about the online thing earlier, that there's a behavior pattern that's developing online. Jordan also talks about this—that it's becoming pathological. That you can just all day long hate you, hate you, you're mean. Blah, 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 all these awful things. Where in real life, this sort of thing just simply does not happen. Even if you go to an event where you're protested, you know, it's like they'll scream and whatever. But it's you know, the the idea that it would really escalate or something like that—it's not—it's not non-existent. But you right, know, it, the keyboard it, it, right. has given us a certain level of a force field in a way. What what is depressing?
2: is obviously has nothing to do with violence, but I actually read comments. I, I, not just on things about me or things I, I write. I read comments all the time. That is really an insight into the public because they're anonymous and especially in the case of the New York Times readers, you have to be a New York Times subscriber to make a comment.
1: So that to me would be a more valuable version of it. Oh,
2: that's right. It is very valuable. And, and stuff that I see there, I'll give you an example. I did a whole show on this. Some, some writer wrote about how uh, I think it was, I, I presume, a woman she's not going to have children because of uh, uh, climate change. And
1: oh, I remember this, this was a couple of months ago, right?:
2: Oh, even more than yeah. that, but, but, but within the last year. Yeah. And so I read I always click on that you can click on three things: newest. Uh, New York Times editor's choice, reader's choice. I always click on reader's choice, the ones that the reader, the comments the readers most like. And one after another went like this. Uh, More than anything, I have always hoped to have grandchildren. But my daughter, usually their daughter, my daughter or my daughter and her husband, because of global warming are not having children. And I salute them for that decision. Uh, That that is what I mean. That's pathology. Jews after the Holocaust had children and these people based on computer models at Oxford are not. These are sickos.
1: Yeah, but, re- but deprogramming somebody from that level-
2: Oh no, the, the, it, it's, it's, it's hopeless.
1: Do you think that's in some ways also why there's such an assault on children? Because if you can break the child in this case, the, the, let's say an 18-year-old girl who suddenly is saying she can't have children because of climate change, that, that's a very easy way of then breaking the adult who may have been more, uh, less susceptible to these ideas just by age. You know what I mean, like if you get the child, now the parent has to kind of defend that. Yeah, but well extent. only
2: because parents are weak. Yeah. If my child said I'm not having children because of global warming, I'd say, well, I, I was a pretty, f- I'm a failure as a parent. If you think that way, I really failed. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I, the idea, I, I, I have real contempt for this. Because it's my child, uh, I will not stand up for what I believe, then, then, then you don't believe what you believe in. I love my children. I'm not going to compromise on, on what I believe because my child feels differently. And Maybe that's part of the reason my children still respect me, because they know that's true.
1: Do you think it's possible that we're not a serious enough country anymore to fix some of these grand things, the, the big worry things, the, the real sort of slow decline? That we want a show, maybe more than truth. That we want a showman, maybe more than someone who's competent. That we, it just may be a piece of what we've all become. That isn't something that's able to. Fix well, it. And,
2: it, it, to, in this sense, it's not internet. In, in this sense, I, I, I've said all of my life the two great calamities, in America, were uh, college and television. Before college widespread college and before television, um, Americans were more serious, were were more mature, were more grown up. That Oprah Winfrey is so popular uh, and and is so not profound, you know, well, that's your truth. She's a big fan of that phrase. Mm. There's no such thing as your truth. The Oregon Education Department announced that. If you believe there's only one right answer in math, you're, you're a white supremacist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which by the way, you know what the irony of that, that whole statement is? If only whites believe right. that there's one right answer in math, then whites are supreme. <laughs> That's the irony of the right. idiocy of that. Blacks should be the first people to be pissed at the Oregon Education Department. You're telling me that if I think there's a one right answer in math, that means I'm a white
1: supremacist? But also to combine that, c- to combine the yeah, obvious the math- of, yeah, math- mathematical right. truth oh, right. to, to a to, racial... Oh, right, yes. Yeah. But we're hit with this everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So, so, I mean, is it possible we're just not serious enough as a nation at this point then to, to actually turn around? Meaning that we want the thing that gives us clicks. Okay, you know, so that, that...
2: The, the, my... The only thing that makes me pessimistic is the aunts as as opposed to were concerned yeah. uh, is uh, free speech the left two things one there is no instance in history, and that was my field, leftism at Colombia uh, there, there is no instance in history of the left allowing dissent from you could argue from the French Revolution, certainly from the Russian Revolution. Wherever the left is in charge, their dissent is suppressed. There is no uh, liberals allowed dissent and conservatives allowed dissent. Leftists have never allowed dissent. The, so that, that's, that's point number one. Point number two, if dissent is allowed, we will win. They can only win by suppressing free speech. And I guess point number three, 45% of Americans say, young Americans say, I believe in free speech but not for hate speech. They don't even understand that means they don't believe in free speech. Right. If you want to say I'm a Jew, if you want to say I hate Jews, you should be allowed to say I hate Jews. Because if I don't allow you to say I hate Jews, there is no end to what I will not allow. Why the the anger? The A.D.L., which has done more to foment anti-Semitism than to fight
1: it. Well, they became a leftist organization that, rather cor- than a liberal organization, ra- and which rather is than they they a were- Jewish
2: organization. Yeah, e- even that's right. Uh, uh, so Musk is correct in attacking the A.D.L., uh, and now all the, all these left-wing Jews are calling him an anti-Semite. I, it, it's so. It so angers me and I've written a book on anti-Semitism, which has been in print for, f- for 40 years.
1: What do you think of the notion that every institution that isn't specifically conservative will always become leftist, you know? That's you can look, fascinating. You, you, I, there's, a, there's an actual phrase for it, but that, you know, in essence, like if you looked at the ACLU, which was a liberal organization, defending the Nazis' right to march in Skokie, Illinois, it's become a wacky leftist I've never thought of
2: that. That is a very intelligent point. Can I think of a liberal, as opposed to individual liberals like Alan Dershowitz, but can I think of a liberal institution that has not gone left? I cannot.
1: And by the way, a lot of the conservative ones end up too, but they have at least some defenses, right?
2: I mean, they end up liberal too. They, they end mean? up
1: probably shifting more left over yeah, time. Yeah, but we, to we some have extent.
2: honest to goodness conservative yeah. institutions. Yeah. Uh, that, that's clear. But your your point is frightening.
1: But it kind of makes
2: sense. It I does. Mean,
1: and and look what you said that, about Colombia.
2: Well, Colombia was was left when I was there. Wasn't even liberal. But the, the, the so that raises the important question. Why does that happen? Why aren't liberals guardians of liberalism? Do you have an answer
1: to that? I mean, I've been noodling this one for quite some time, and it comes up on my show all the time, and I think it probably is connected to belief.
2: That's correct. That's my ultimate thesis.
1: I, I see no way around it. There is You none. end up believing in something. You know, when I've discussed this with Bill Maher, when I hear him talking about it, he always says, well, I, I didn't leave the left. The left left me. And then he says the, the liberal principles he believes in. But he's also, he also would say he's not a believer. So he, on one hand, is telling me, I, I believe in liberalism. But if you said to him, are you a believer, you know, in a grand sense, he would say no. But you do believe in something. You just told me what you believe in, yeah, yeah, liberalism. You,
2: but you, you told me just 10 minutes ago, he supports
1: Newsom, who's a leftist. So I think he's, I think he's rather confused. Yes, he is. Well, no, it's not that he's confused. He's a brilliant guy. The issue with him really, and I would, uh, we've become friendly, so I would say this to his face. This isn't something I'm not speaking behind his back. His issue I think is that he's 67 years old, worth an untold amount of millions of dollars, as a lifelong atheist, unmarried with no kids. He can afford to have certain beliefs that I think maybe if he had had kids and whatever, I know that sounds very judgment, he discussed this a bit with Jordan on on his podcast, but you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're worth a gajillion dollars and only responsible for yourself, it's pretty easy probably to have a series of beliefs that don't really have to get put into action. He doesn't have to have, he's not worried that his kid's gonna come home saying that his kid's a girl, his son is a girl. So you can sort of have the belief that it's wrong, but you can also vote in the guy who will usher it in.
2: Well, it raises also other questions uh, like-
1: But I, I don't mean to make about him specifically. No, 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 obviously. all right. Well, well,
2: uh, I, I defended, I defended and Bill Maher yeah. when ABC kicked him off yeah. and he said disgusting things about American pilots. I had him on my show to defend his right to say disgusting things. So I, I have a long, long track record yeah. with Bill Maher. But,
1: but the, the liberalism I, the and the question belief. with yeah. Bill
2: Maher that I would like uh, to live long enough, and I hope I do, uh, is 10 years from now. Will he look back at a life with no, no wife, no kids, and go, oh, that was a great life? I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know the answer, uh, but it, it, it's, it, it's, not a, it's not meant to insult him at all, at all, because I actually admire his taking on the left. But it's, it, it's a lack of emotional depth, let's put it that way. If you're 77 and go, you know, I really had a lot of fun. What a great life. Uh, You know, you
1: should watch. I'll send it to you. He did a sit down with Jordan for about two hours. And they they got into this. And it's a tough thing to sit across from someone and talk about it, much less Jordan Peterson. And I think Jordan would even say, Bill might be as close to the ability to do that as possible.
2: Oh, fascinating. Meaning meaning
1: he gave everything to his career and his comedy and art and blah, blah, blah. And it's not to say it's perfect. Because Jordan basically would say it's almost impossible, which is, in essence, what you're saying. But Bill might be as close okay, as that's it would, fair. yeah.
2: I want to go back to the question yeah. you posed and I then posed to you. Is why do all liberal institutions end up left? And you, uh, your answer has been my lifelong answer. And here, here is part of the, the reasoning we can give. I just spoke at Arizona State University again.
1: Oh, I covered this on the show because you're very controversial, right? You and Charlie Kirk went there, Robert P. Well, yes, Kiyosaki white nationalists. And, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Right. I
2: lost relatives in the Holocaust, yeah. but I'm a white nationalist. Yeah. So uh, the, th- I, said, I said to them, uh, one second. This is, this is really important. Oh, yes. Uh, something I've been saying for, for years. Only secular people say men give birth. That should really give pause to <laughs> anyone who dismisses the importance of the Bible, religion, God, etc. Only, not all, not everyone, not, not every secular person says men give birth, but everyone who says it right. is secular. Right. So. Apparently, there's infinitely more idiotic ideas coming from the non-religious world than the religious world. You are brainwashed to, it, it, by the left to believe uh, that, that it is religion that is irrational and has cockamamie ideas and asks you to leave reason. It's in fact the secular world that has produced far greater irrationality, or as I say to students all the time. You know, 100 million people, non-combatants, were murdered in the 20th century, and every one of them by a secular government.
1: That sort of feels like it should be the ending, but it was a little dark. Give me something. Give me the Dennis Prager, smiley. I'll give you a we're fun story. This thing. Yeah, there we go.
2: OK. Do you know? Oh, yeah, well, you just heard, I just told it to you beforehand. But I'll say it again. You'll just have to laugh oh, like you heard uh, it the no, first no, time. It was Will be even funnier. So people this time. will get a kick out yeah. of this. I got. I just. I just learned it because it was just my grandson's bar mitzvah, and and uh, uh, in Florida, and uh, my son, his dad, my son told the story to 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 the people at it, at the bar mitzvah party, prior to the the Sabbath rituals, and so. Uh, he is known as DP three. I'm DP one. Dennis Prager. My son is DP2, David Prager, and he is Daniel Prager, DP3. And he's very proud of that, which it's touches me. He'll
1: probably be a basketball touches player. Touches me. Nice.
2: Yeah. So uh, when he was about eight, my, my son told the story. Uh, he, uh, he said to his father, Daddy, if I have a child, or when I have a child, he's going to be DP4. So my, my son asked the logical question Oh, really? <coughs> <clears throat> what will you name him? And he goes, Dewan. <laughs> which is, you know, uh, generally understood to be a black name, yeah. often associated with sports. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, which by the way, I don't know if I told you inside, it reminded me of, of, of his dad, my son, also at eight. I said, David, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, Black. Because he had a picture of Magic Johnson uh, in in, in his room. He skipped basketball
1: (laughs) player and went right to black.
2: That's correct. Well, that was the only avenue to do what he really wanted, presumably. But it was was so, uh, he is in good tradition, my grandson. uh, But that's how we're going to get DP4.
1: And as much as I enjoy these highly intellectually stimulating and deeply personal philosophical conversations with you, I also wish that everything being equal, I had been a black basketball player. So here we are.
2: That is, that is a confession that no one has heard from you prior to this.
1: How often do you fist bump?
2: As often as I'm offered fists.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love you, Dave. Ah,
1: oh, That's good, that's good. Thanks for tuning in to the Rubin Report. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at RubenReport.Locals.Com.